You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fantasy Football Today DFS. My name is Sia Najad, and of course, I'm joined by Meg Schaup and Mike McClure. Mike, I, I got to start with you. FYI, everybody, our contest is already live. Our, our showdown contest is live. Thanks for being with this show. Thanks for reviewing this podcast. I've seen some really cool reviews over the last couple of months, and I certainly appreciate that. But I, I, I got to let Mike have the floor here, Meg, because... He was right about the Chiefs. He was Absolutely. oh so very right about the Chiefs. And I got to say, it felt like the entire industry was wrong, right? Everybody, including mm-hmm. me, uh, was on the Ravens. So, Mike, uh, you have the floor. Like, congratulations to your Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I- I'm going to ask you in a few minutes to to talk talk about, like, how this Super Bowl is going to go. But you have the floor to gloat for 30 seconds if you want. Well, you know... Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Uh, it's the best defense they've ever played with, and it, it showed. Uh, the defense definitely won that game for them. Um, other than that, I got nothing to say. My dog, his name is Chief. He just joined the set, and it looks like now that on this three-wide, during commercial break, I'm going to have to swap the Kansas City-San Francisco helmet because there's no way I'm staring at just a 49ers helmet oh, for the next that's- well, then we're just not we're just going to have to not go to a break this entire show, uh, by the way. Spoiler alert. Uh, Meg, let me ask you um, not about what happened before, but let's get things started. So just so everybody knows, we have this show, of course, but we're still, what, nine days away from the Super Bowl. So our DFS concentration, our showdown, like like really the lineup build and all of that, that's going to be mostly for next Thursday. What we're going to talk about now uh, is just as important and, and a lot more fun and has a lot of betting implications. We're going to talk about game scripts, like how we think these games are going to go. Uh, also, the props that we're leaning toward, props that we might like, and that obviously has DFS implications. And we'll just kind of go kind of piece by piece there. It'll be a quick hitter, you know, 30-minute show. So, Meg, I'm going to go to you on this Super Bowl matchup. I mean, it's it's so interesting, and I think we need to talk about how we think this game is going to go because it builds into our game scripts, right? We're sure. going to have game scripts. We're going to have alternate game scripts and things of that nature. We'll get into that, especially if if people have questions, we'll get into it today and next Thursday. But this line opened at Niners minus two and a half, which was kind of crazy to me. Went down to one. Now it's at two in a lot of places. It does look like some sharp money's coming in on the Niners. I think that surprises a lot of people. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's a it's a pump fake and, and more sharp money's going to come in on Kansas City uh, later on next week. But how do you think this game is going to go? Yeah, and uh, as we get into props, I definitely um, am much more interested in and spend you know my my money and, and betting resources on props and and the anytime touchdown market than I do sides and totals. So mm-hmm. you know full full disclosure there. So you know, but I think as far as this game's going to go, you know, I think it's a about right that I I personally think it could be a pick 'em. You know, like I yeah. I think I could I would not be shocked at the end of Sunday night. 
either way. So to me, it makes it hard for me to make a stand one way. And so I'm going to play this as far as game script, mostly as a very close game. And we'll get into this more when we get into props. But, you know, you can attack both of these teams on the ground. So I think it could be a slower paced game. Maybe I'm more a little more interested in the under. And I really like the running game for both sides because that's, you know, while these are two good defenses, especially the Chiefs, these defenses can be attacked more on the ground. Yeah, Mike, how do you see this Super Bowl going? Obviously, again, we're looking at minus two, minus one and a half. First of all, I, I want your response to the line opening at, with the Niners being a two to two and a half point favorite. Did that surprise you or what, was it kind of expected for you? And how do you see this game going? Yeah, it was mostly expected. Uh, you know, they've basically been right there on a look ahead line. They were favored against Baltimore on a look ahead line as well. So it mm -hmm. doesn't surprise me too much. Um, as far as the game, I make Kansas City a minus one favorite. Uh, agree that a pick em would probably be the most appropriate line here. So, um, you know, I, I think that Kansas City clearly has the better defense, clearly has a better starting quarterback, in my opinion, clearly has a better coaching staff. And then the wild card comes in, the skill position players on the San Francisco side. Uh, it's very clear they've got an edge in terms of Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, and those guys. So it should be a fascinating game. Uh, it comes down to whether or not Brock Purdy makes any mistakes or not. He's had a significant number of turnover worthy plays uh, that haven't materialized necessarily into turnovers. If you watch the last few games, uh, both teams that he faced definitely dropped uh, a, a pick six in both of those games. So whether or not uh, that happens, that, that definitely comes down to this. So there's a lot of time to prepare on both sides. I don't think Brock Purdy gets asked to do too much in this game unless they're down, you know, multiple scores. So uh, I think it'll be a heavy, heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Let me ask you this, Mike, because I think a lot of people think that. I think that too. Meg clearly thinks that as well. A heavy dose of the running backs. When we're building for showdown and we're building multiple lineups, Clearly, that's prop. I mean, I think the general consensus is maybe a lean to the under, uh, maybe a lean towards like really focusing on Pacheco and Christian McCaffrey, maybe a little less so on both of the quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, obviously, Kelsey, Debo, they, they're all in play. But if you could come up with right now and we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about this a lot more next Thursday. But what's an alternative game script that you think you'll be gunning for? Maybe not the most obvious one, although that you can offer that one up, too. But like in, in terms of building sort of to avoid the general narrative, which again, might be correct. What would be the way to do that right off the bat? Uh, I would say build for either team winning by multiple scores. Um, I think that while it may not end that way, I think it's very possible either side has a 10 to 14 point lead at some point during this game. Um, so for me, it'll be, I'll have lots of Kansas City defense. Um, I'll have essentially zero Brock Purdy in any lineups. Um, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, the, the quarterbacks typically in showdown slates, you're going to want to jam quarterbacks in in a lot of the situations here. I think that you're more likely trying to jam uh, Pacheco, McCaffrey, Kelsey kind of builds. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't think there's many scenarios where I'm getting to both quarterbacks. Um, I have actually run 100 lineups already here. Zero percent Brock Purdy in terms of captain and... In terms of flex, I have just 6%. So six out of the 100 lineups have Brock Purdy. Wow. Um, and and right now, and I know it's super early, but who's the most popular captain? Uh, Travis Kelsey at 31%, Christian McCaffrey 29, Pacheco 16, 
Rashi Rice 10, and Debo Samuel 8. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. I, I so, think I really yeah. like the, the Debo Samuel ones, by the way. Just just an aside. We'll, we'll get to Debo in a little bit. So let's transition a little bit then. And by the way, thank you for being in the chat, Haas. I see you say, you say morning, boys. Uh, Dowin89 says, if I were the 49ers, I'd be very afraid of the tape the Ravens put out against Purdy. Well, I agree. Honestly, the, like – he, he probably should have had a bad game against the Packers and the Lions, too. Mike Mike pointed out a lot of missed opportunities on that defense. And, and Dowen says, seems like Spags could use a lot of the coverages off that game as it was a pretty meltdown spot. Mike, he's right about that. I mean, Spagnola, like that, I would fear Spagnola too, if I were the 49ers and specifically Brock Purdy. A- any response to that comment? Yeah, no, I think it's very legitimate. Um, you know, he's... Again, he's had a number of turnover-worthy plays. He's gotten away with quite a bit of them so far. And then after he's gotten away with those plays, he's actually responded well and played pretty well in, in yeah. those games. So it's it's all about timing and opportunity. But the opportunity is what I think will just be so limited. Uh, if you watch Kansas City, it's, a lot, it's part of my theory on why a lot of people don't actually like this team and they're sick of watching them. It, it's a really kind of a boring game to watch sometimes because there's mm-hmm. no desire to have a big play. Uh, we're playing yeah. literally 10 yards at a time. These these 10 yards are a game, and we reset the game. Uh, that's essentially the goal here. The goal on the Kansas City side is to limit possessions, keep Patrick Mahomes on the field as long as you possibly can, uh, and keep the opposing offense off there. And that's how their defense has been so great this year uh, is because they, they're almost always well-rested. Yeah, you almost always get – seven football minutes uh on a drive which could you know it's a half hour essentially sometimes so um it's a lot of a lot of time for that defense to recover and i think that if purdy's not really strong early i think it it could be too late for them by the way haas says morning to you as well meg how rude of me to say morning good morning thank you thank you for that (laughs) correction haas really appreciate that you know what's so funny about that, Mike and Meg? I'm going to transition to some, maybe some props that you like in this game. And these aren't necessarily official plays by you. We're early. But maybe some props that you're leaning on and that'll that'll probably influence your DFS lineups. But I will say to Mike's point, I mean, I, I'm not calling Mahomes a game manager at all. He's obviously not. He's the best quarterback in the league. But 
what he's doing, it's like, I think his stat line, I'm not looking at it right now. I think it was 30 for 39 against the Ravens for 241 yards. It, it, it's like, he is really like nickel and dime. Like, and he's like Kelsey, whoever it is, Rasheed Rice, it's all in the short area. So that does influence Meg, what you were talking about, about maybe leaning toward the under here a little mm -hmm. bit, because even though he's passing a lot, there's such safe, there's, there's such safe passes. They, they, they are, effectively extend extensions of the running game because Mahomes is so good at dialing in, dialing in on Kelsey. So that does choose so much clock. And we know the 49ers are probably going to be doing that in large part as well. So that I, I do lean towards the under certainly here, but let's talk about some guys that you like from a prop standpoint. Let's start with Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco, um, you know, the 49ers gave up, I think, the third most rushing yards in the league. Both defenses actually in um, expected points added, you know, are in the bottom fourth in the league um, allowed. So, you know, that's another metric you can look at that this is these are two defenses that are more vulnerable to the run game, but especially the 49ers. We saw David Montgomery was really running all over yeah. them well in that first half. So I obviously believe that Pacheco can do the same thing. He's been doing it well. He's, I believe, hit this prop all three of the prior playoff games, and I see him definitely soaring over it in this spot here against this 49ers defense. Meg, were, were you discouraged? Uh, I don't know if you saw the tape. Uh, certainly watching it live, it, it, it was you might not have seen it, but on Twitter, what we saw, what I saw from Chase Young, uh, did you see his <laughs> yeah. effort? Yes. I mean, we're, we're, for, we're, 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 I should, I'm not for, we're you see the, you so. see in the background, yeah, the, the Kirk Cousins stuff. Yeah. The yeah Washington so fans. Right. I, I was, was so happy about trading him away and getting that pick after I saw that terrible lack of effort. So, it, yes, it was very disconcerting and it, and it did look like they were rolling out the red carpet for David Montgomery. Like I thought mm -hmm. it was going to be a Jameer Gibbs game. They were just going to lean on that high draft pick because he's so dynamic but they didn't need to. David Montgomery was running all over them. So I, I also like the Pacheco over 65 and a half rush yards. What's interesting about that is I think a lot of people like that, but you know, you can still get it at 65 and a half. I'm surprised it's not already mm -hmm. going up to like 68 and a half, for example. And in some places I think it is, but you can get it at a lot of different places at 65 and a half rushing yards. I like that too. Now let's talk about the other running back that you like in terms of his rushing yards. Of course, you know, Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the league, best fantasy running back in the league. And then again, you, the, the Kansas City defense is elite, but you, you can kind of, they are a little more vulnerable on the ground. So I like that. I think Shanahan will try to attack them with Christian McCaffrey on the ground. He did not go away from McCaffrey, even in a negative game script the past two weeks, especially last week, he kept feeding McCaffrey the ball. So there's not even the fear there that, okay, if, if Kansas City jumps out to a two score lead, does that just kind of nuke the chance of, of McCaffrey getting his props? No, they're going to keep feeding him. And, you know, I believe he's gotten at or around this number in pretty much every game since Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, they're going to feed this guy. Um, that's the way you want to attack the, the Chiefs. And I just, like really focusing on both of these two running games. It makes a lot of sense. And and I know you have some anytime touchdown props to talk about too, but before we get there, I do want to address something that Haas said. And Mike, I want I want to go to you on this one because it's uh it's about Isaiah Pacheco, but it's about the Chiefs in general. He says, what do you think about a Pacheco hundred plus yard MVP performance? Mike, that's pretty much an impossibility, right? I, I don't want to use the word impossible, but if the Chiefs win this game, and it's part of the reason that I think if you if you like the Chiefs to win this game, you may as well bet Patrick Mahomes as the MVP, which I believe is at like plus 130 instead of taking like 
the plus 100 or plus 105 for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I don't see a scenario where Patrick Mahomes doesn't win the MVP if the Chiefs win. Your response? Yeah, I think it would be somewhat difficult. So I, I like the value on Pacheco. I guess the issue with that is, is it probably requires three touchdowns, two of them running, one receiving, and mm-hmm. those being the only three touchdowns that Kansas City scores. Um, so I, I think it's just relatively unlikely. It's not impossible. Like, I think it's very possible he has a 50 to 60 yard touchdown run in this game. Like, that's that's possible, then that's great. Um, probably not enough to get it done. I think the only other scenarios I can see where it's someone else, I could see Travis Kelsey sneaking in. Um, he would have to replicate what he did against Baltimore uh, with, with multiple touchdowns, team only scoring 17 points. Um, you know, things like that. I think it's possible. I also think it's possible Travis Kelsey could throw a touchdown pass in the red zone. Like I, I, we've seen things like that before. Um, so I think that he needs multiple touchdowns and, uh, you know, 100-plus yards. So I, I think it's mostly Mahomes or nothing there. Down in 89, uh, referencing 2019 uh, when we had, I think, the same Super Bowl matchup, of course. It was San Francisco uh, losing a 21-10 lead in the fourth quarter. And and actually, what's funny is Kansas City ended up winning that game by double digits, that Super Bowl game. But he said, if Damian Williams can't win the MVP with three touchdowns, I can't imagine how Pacheco could. Was it three or two for Damian Williams? Was it three? Not sure. If I remember. Uh, we'll have to. We'll, we'll we'll go fact check that later. But either way, <laughs> I do remember Damian Williams being the deserving MVP in my opinion. And it's just like this is not how the MVP works. Like it would it would have to go perfectly for whoever that other. I think on San Francisco, you could make an argument for CMC. You could potentially make an argument for Debo. Uh, it's still probably going to Purdy if they win. But uh, on the Kansas City side, I think it's definitely Patrick Mahomes. All right, anytime touchdowns, Meg. Let's address a couple of those. Yeah, I mean, I like just attacking this running game as well. You have to, I like kind of pairing together since they're both at um, McCaffrey minus 230 and Pacheco minus 125. I like pairing, you can pair them together um, to get plus odds. I like then kind of laddering, playing and laddering with that. But I like them to both score. I like taking a shot on McCaffrey for two touchdowns. He's done that in both of the two prior playoff games here. They're going to lean heavily on him. Yes, 49ers have a lot of weapons. Um, but, you know, I, I like both of them to get in the box and I think you can have fun and ladder, you know, different touchdowns. I'll do, you know, each of them to score one, each of them to score two, you know, and have a little fun with that in the anytime touchdown market. Because I do think, you know, they are the two most likely to score per Vegas odds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Well, 
Can I just tell you, Meg, that sure. some breaking news, courtesy of Nada, our, our esteemed producer, uh, you're not going to like this. I don't love oh, it. No. The Washington Commanders have hired Dan Quinn as their new. Okay, player. I figured that was coming. Yeah, I knew. I was like, this is going to break on on the show. I knew. I had a gut feeling about this. I'm not thrilled, um, but I, I, I kind of knew get... this was where it's heading based on everybody staying put of who we wanted. So. When Ben Johnson was out, I knew we were in big, big trouble. Mm -hmm. in terms Me too. Of not I had a rough time with that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's transition. I'll try to pep this up, put a pep in my step after after that. So, Mike, I want to get to your props that you that you're leaning on in this game. But let me just address mine real quick. I, I like Purdy over 11 and a half rushing yards. That's probably going to be a trendy pick after what we've seen from Brock Purdy over the last couple of games. Uh, still, I don't think the number's high enough in spite of the fact that it's already probably pretty trendy. I, listen, this is one of those situations where I think Brock Purdy's starting to realize, maybe hearkening back to his Iowa State game uh, days where you know he, he did rush a little bit, or at least he scrambled a little bit. And I think when the play breaks down and when you get a pass rush with Chris Jones, and now, now we should point out Kansas City is down one of their most effective pass rushers. That's not Chris Jones. It's it's uh, somebody else who tore his ACL. But the long and short of it is, I think Purdy recognizes that his legs can kind of work to get first downs. He's doing it a lot more. He's pulling the ball down against the pass rush. So I think 11 and a half rush yards is a, still a pretty modest amount here. Um, I also like Pacheco over 65 and a half rushing yards for the same reasons uh, that Meg already pointed out. And here's a fun prop. Most receiving yards in the game. Mike, I want to get your response to this because there's only five people that can compete for this prop. Travis Kelsey, in my opinion. Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, Christian McCaffrey, a little bit of a long shot there, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel. Because of Debo Samuel's yak and because of Kyle Shanahan getting him, to, getting him into space in the short area and potentially having a screen set up or just, just the standard Debo stuff where he breaks a couple tackles, I think plus 425 is a bit too long for him. I really like that prop. Any response there? Yeah, I definitely think there's a little value there. Um, I think it sets up very well uh, as a Debo game. Um, I think it's going to be tough sledding for Brandon Ayuk, um, unless, of course, he can catch something off of someone helmet, someone's helmet. <laughs> and it, it might may not be so difficult. So, um, yeah, I, I like uh, I like Debo. It sets up more as a Debo game uh, than than anything else. All right, so let's talk, Mike, before uh, we get out of here. And by the way, there's some people in the chat kind of pointing out some some dart throws, right? We had, who was it, Juwan Jennings from Big Cheesy. We had uh, Haas pointing out some just like dart throws. What was it? Uh, some some of the Kansas City guys, like Justin Watson and, and, and names like that, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. We're going to address those on next Thursday's show. When we, when we start kind of building some lineups, talking about roster construction, seeing who we can fit in and who we have to kind of go down to from a dart throw standpoint, We'll be talking about that next week at 11 o'clock. So make sure you tune in uh, for that show. But, Mike, let's talk about some of the guys that you like, whether it's guys that you might be fading or whether it's guys you might be playing in the prop market and therefore maybe in the DFS market as well. Yeah, uh, Brandon Ayuk unders um, really like that, especially in the re total receptions. Uh, I think he probably only ends up with three catches in this game. Um Overs, like everyone here, Pacheco, uh, he's going to have a ton of opportunity. I think Kansas City's going to, you know, they want to keep the football in Patrick Mahomes' hands, but they're also, they want to win the game. And they, they know that Pacheco, uh, I think he's going to be good enough to continue to keep drives alive, name of the game in Kansas City, keep the clock running as much as you possibly can. Um, I like Travis Kelsey overs as well. Uh, I think this is... Once again, another legacy spot. Uh, full disclosure, I fully expect Travis Kelsey to retire after the game. Um, wow. If he wins this game, he will be retiring, in my opinion. Um, 
so I, I think that that's the, this is an important spot for him personally. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I would not be playing Travis Kelsey unders here. I know he'll command a lot of attention. Uh, he's just, the volume is too good. So, um, other guys, let's see. I actually faded Debo uh, rushing yards uh, early in the week under 17 and a half. That has moved down to 14 now. Not loving it as much there, but I don't expect Debo to be involved running the football much. Uh, I think it's going to still be passing game. Um, let's see. Others. By the way, while you're looking, I'm shocked that number was anything close to 17 and a half, and I'm, I'm still shocked it's, uh, it's at 14. And, and I say that because... I mean, yeah, Elijah Mitchell gets some carries. We know how dynamic Debo is, but I mean, I still think they're worried about the injury. I, I think it's it's yeah. a lot less likely for him to get injured on the outside catching, you know, what's the short area or down the field pass than it is running between the tackles or potentially running off tackle and just getting rocked by two or three guys. I don't see Debo Samuel getting more than a carry personally. He'd have to break it. Right. Yes. He's only topped that number in five games this season. Um, so the, the rushing, like we remember the rushing upside from Debo because he's had, you know, big plays at times and he's so good in terms of yards after the catch or yards after contact, frankly. Um, it's just, it's a big number. I think it's one that when you also have to consider there's a high likelihood that any carry results in negative three yards, negative four yards, uh, just depending on the way they're trying to give him certain carries. So yeah, I like fading Debo's rushing, um, that's mostly it on that, but it definitely carries over to the DFS in terms of like I'm very much off of Ayuk, off of Purdy, um, playing Samuel, playing Christian McCaffrey, playing Pacheco, playing Travis Kelsey. Uh, the thing that we'll talk about more next week is just defenses and kickers. Uh, the kickers become extremely relevant, uh, you know, in, in these matchups. I know. Moody has not been great uh, for San Francisco. Getting to play in a dome is, is very, very helpful for him. Um, still very interesting. So the thing that's fascinating about this, we'll talk about real quickly because it's always my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah, we got time. When we get to showdown, Harrison Bucker, his game log, 7, 10, 14, 8, 24. Now go find Wait. someone who's priced similarly that puts up the same production in DFS. That is nuts. 24 points? 24 points. Which I, I, game was that, Mike? I'm forgetting that game. That's insane. I was trying to remember, too. Oh, uh, that was like the only th- Go ahead. It's the Cincy game. He was six for six. Unbelievable. Listen, yep. and you you know, it could... I, I love this conversation, and this is such a good segue to talking about, or like at least referring to next Thursday, because this could be, like to your point, Mike, this could absolutely could be a field goal game. I mean, both of these defenses, yeah, you can run on them, but they're pretty formidable. I think the red zone defenses are, are at least decent. I'll have to go ahead and double check that. But you could see a, a lot of ease going through the 20-yard the, the lines here. And then, you know, the defense is tightening up in the red zone and having, you know, whether it's Moody or Butker, like three to four field goals is absolutely in play here. Over the last five games, uh, you'd be better off playing Harrison Bucker than George Kittle uh, in DFS. That's unbelievable. That is yeah. unbelievable. So I love that you just dropped that. By the way, speaking of lineups and building lineups, okay, if you're listening to this podcast, the contest, our showdown contest, it's our final contest of, of at least this year, Fantasy Football Today DFS it's in the, the podcast description. It's actually, if you're in the chat right now, it's at the top of the chat here. You just scroll up and you register for the contest. It's only five bucks. We're going to have 200 people in it. Somebody's going to take a showdown. Hopefully it can 
be you. Let me let me ask before we get out of here, by the way. Let's just take a preliminary and we can modify this next Thursday. I'm not holding you to this. Let's give out let's give out the final score. Meg, I'm going to start with you. Ooh. Who wins and what's the final score? These are really annoying, right? Because predicting the final score is like kind of silly if I'm being honest, but let's have some fun. We're 9 days away from the Super Bowl. What's the final score of this game and who's the winner? I did hit this two years ago in the Rams-Cincy game. I bet final score, and I got it right um, on on, on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But um, <laughs> not thinking, not trying to uh, thinking that I can run that back. But I'm going to go. I think this is going to be close either way. Um, but I'm going to go. I think 49ers come out on top. This is so hard to say in front of Mike. Um, 24-20, <laughs> 49ers. Mike, before I kick it to you. Um, because I responded to something. We were doing something with Sportsline that I think you might have been a part of, and I responded to it yesterday. I'll just give out the final score that I gave out in that that email. And, you know, earmuffs, Mike. By, by the way, I'm wrong on the Chiefs all the time. Like, I literally, for the record, I was the guy that last year that said the Kansas City Chiefs might not make the playoffs because of the improvements that Denver and the Chargers made. I said that out loud. Like, <laughs> out loud to people. So, like, you know, just take this with a grain of salt. I mean, first of all, a little bias here because San Francisco was my preseason Super Bowl pick both this year and last year. So a little bias involved here. I'm going to take the 49ers 26 to 20. Sounds like a field goal game to me, at least partially a field goal game. 26-20, 49ers, Mike McClure, you get to finish it with probably the correct answer. Well, I'm going to take a page from Meg's book. I think 24-20 is the correct score. Uh, we're <laughs> yeah, just going to switch those teams around a little bit here. We're going to go 24-20 Kansas City. I am so willing to be like wrong it. again so that Mike can be right. He has just absolutely pinpointed these games specifically as they relate to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, and one more thing out there for the uh, the Niner faithful that love Jake Moody. You probably are encouraged to see 20 points because that means he probably kicked two field goals, right? Right. Uh, he missed the extra point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go bet 24-20 each side right now after this show. <laughs> it's a very, very reasonable score. Funny story, by the way. I was doing a live stream with Prop Stars Meg two years ago for that Rams Super Bowl, Rams Cincinnati Super Bowl. He also got the final score right. I, it's just amazing that both wasn't of them, that 24-20? I, I, I think Actually, so. I, I honestly <laughs> can't remember. But he had, he like had to leave the show at the very end because he wanted to double check his ticket or something, and he came back on. He said, "Hey, everybody, here's my ticket. I just hit for however many you know thousands of dollars he hit for." But the point is, is both you and him are the only two people I know that have ever gotten a Super Bowl exact score correct. And it happened to be in the same Super Bowl. So credit to you. That is actually kind of amazing. Those are fun bets. They're gimmicky They're bets. Th you throw a couple bucks on them just for fun. Mm -hmm. This is not anything we're putting like real units on here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what a great show. Uh, we, we, we packed in game scripts. We packed in props. We're going to pack in way more DFS, roster construction, alternate game scripts, things of that nature. Next Thursday at 11 o'clock with this very same crew. It'll be me. It'll be Meg. It'll be Mike McClure. And we'll be wrapping up the NFL season with that. We'll do an off-season series, of course, like we always do. We'll probably take a small break. But the long and short of it is we have a lot more to come next Thursday at 11 o'clock. So make sure you join us. Have a great week, everybody. And thanks for joining Fantasy Football Today, DFS. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.